As a staff member here at BFA, one of the most encouraging moments is at our all-staff conference every year. All of the incoming staff get to take a few moments to tell everybody about how the Lord called them to BFA and how the Lord provided the host of family and friends that came around them to provide for them, uh, whether it's prayer support or financial support. It's an incredible experience seeing the way that the Lord has orchestrated so intentionally everyone to be here every year at BFA. So we got to record these and we wanna play them to you now and we hope you're encouraged by these stories. Thanks for listening in. This is the BFA Life Podcast. So, Nathan, this is exciting. We've never recorded these new staff testimonies before. And um, what are we going to be hearing today? Who are who are we going to be listening to? Yeah, no, these, these stories are really exciting. It's a a pleasure and kind of this hidden gem that staff get to hear, but we haven't really shared. Um, I'm always excited to hear all of the different walks of life that these people come from. It embodies this concept of we are all the body of Christ serving in these different capacities. So we're going to hear some stories from dorm parents, RAs, uh, teachers from core classes, ELL, um, Discovery discovery program, all these different pieces that make up what, BFA offers to these families, and this is a little bit of a longer episode, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Let's get to it. Good morning. I am Tim Dolsky. And I am Erica, and we are from northern Alberta in a little town called Sexsmith, way up in Canada. Um, And we are here with our daughters, Micah, Zoe, Easton, and Frey, who are all grades six and down. Um, so when I was in grade nine, uh, my mom just asked me randomly one day, Tim, what do you want to be when you grow up? And flippantly off the top of my head, I said, well, I'm going to become a pastor. I'm going to move to Germany. I'm going to eat lots of chocolate. <laughs> so we're moving for lots of chocolate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since that time, I was a youth pastor. I met a girl. Uh, on our first date, we said we wanted to have seven children. Both of us were just kind of like, yeah, we want to have seven children. So she was as crazy as I was, so it was deal from there, yeah. Um, we, uh, when, we were, when we were first married, we were uh, pastoring a church plant, um, but we always had just a passion for kids. Um, shortly after, uh, well, yeah, we were pastoring a church plant. Uh, in, during that, I also became an electrician. We had four kids. Uh, God didn't have seven kids in store for us, but we always found ourselves surrounded with kids. We were always involved in youth work. We fostered kids for a while. We, uh, we were, were heavily involved in Sunday school. Whenever there was an opportunity to just have more kids in our home, we were like, giddy up, let's more kids in our house. Um, and, and so we kind of started finding this rhythm. We'd always been looking around, okay, where is God gonna put us back into ministry? And after a while, we're like, okay, this, this is our ministry. This is our home. This is what we do. This, this is life. This is ministry. And we're like, okay, built a house. We're ready to go. And then Richard and Lynn Peachy came yes. to town. So the Peachys, um, we, after Tim was a pastor, we went back to the church that I grew up in. And we were attending there. And the Peachys had come through. And I had always listened to them as a teenager coming through. And I was always intrigued by the ministry going on here. Um, and whenever they came through after we were married, Tim was like, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, not now, not now. 
And I was always very closed off to moving because we were very rooted. So when they came through January of 2018, it was the best and most horrible day of my life. Um, it was, there was a pit in my stomach and I knew that God was moving us. And I leaned over to Tim and I said, I think we need to go. Uh, but I think I said something like, oh crap. But like, that was the intention. And he was like, I know. And he had just finished praying, Lord, if this is your will for your life, you have to bring both of us to unity. Um, bring Erica to this point. And he brought me. And throughout the process, Tim has been jumping through the doors and God has been kicking me through the doors. But we said, we're going to go till a door closed. And a door hasn't closed. And I am very grateful to be here. Um, yeah, it is... The process was so hard. We realized so many lies that we were believing. Our home is not our home. Our people, we need to make sure that we will see them in eternity. You know, there were just so many, there were so many things that we had to let go of. And it feels like this year has already been a great year of growth for us. And we hear you grow a lot your first year in res life as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's us. Uh, good morning, everyone. We are Russ and Heidi Sims, the new uh, dorm parents at Stork. So excited to be here in that capacity. And so we, uh, we hail from the center of the United States in the center of the state of Missouri, a town called Columbia. Yeah, all right. So um, we we're parents of uh, two of our own children, Nathan and Danielle. Nathan's 20 and Danielle is, eight, is 18. They are both students at the University of Missouri this year, so uh, excited to see them progressing in that uh, direction. Um, we are both children of, uh, our mothers are both teachers, and so we uh, have been raised in families where education was an important facet, an important aspect of growing up. And so that's kind of in our, you know, how we're wired. Our story, our connecting linkages to BFA began really about 10 years ago uh, when we were living in the Kansas City area, and I'll let Heidi say more about that. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, our stories have been um, migrating with a family, Lizzie Myrick, you guys might know her. But um, our story actually started second grade. Our daughter's riding the bus home from school. She comes home. She goes, I got my tooth pulled by a girl from Africa. <laughs> okay. And tell us more about that. And so that is where our connection with the Myrick family really started was, um, was Lizzie's little sister pulling our daughter's tooth. Well, we started um, finding that our families actually were kind of engaging, um, even at Rift Valley Academy. My nephew was starting to go there where her parents had just left to be dorm parents. I mean, our families were connecting. And so it just, our families just kept connecting through the years. We needed a activities coordinator. We didn't need a babysitter. We needed an activities coordinator. And Lizzie came up. And so Lizzie spent a summer with our kids. And so then once she came back and she goes, hey, I'm going to do this great thing at BFA. We're like, yeah, we want to be part of that. And so then, since we were on her support team, we started receiving her newsletters. And in her newsletters, about six months in, it's, she started saying, we really need dorm parents. Yeah, that's great. Somebody should do that. <laughs> yeah. And so it was probably another six months to a year before we started going, well, maybe us. 
And then we started, we have lots of stories after that that um, are directing us to um, God just stepping into our lives and just going, this is where you guys need to be. So you can hear more of those stories later, but we just have lots of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're delighted to be here. It's great to be in this community, and we're really excited to develop strong relationships with uh, this community of people, and especially with the ladies that will be joining our home, uh, yeah, in about another week. So really delighted to be part of this group. Thanks for having us. It is good to be back in many ways, really is. Uh, I know you can read, but in case you get genders mixed up, that's Debbie and I'm Bill. Born on Staten Island, born in Philadelphia. Our maintenance team, are we ready? Fly, eagles, fly. Oh, thanks a lot, you hang me out to dry. That's a new hymn you got, everybody's got to learn, anyhow. Uh, raised in the outskirts of Philadelphia, Delaware County. Um, met my, I did this once before and got in trouble. I'm doing it again. Ready? Smoking hot wife of 43 years of marriage in third grade. And uh, when she moved to our town, uh, I was raised by godly Christian parents. My mother was Reformed Episcopalian. My father was Plymouth Brethren, a perfect balance of Chosen But Free, which is the title of a Norm Geisler book that was one of my reads this year. Um, after we went to Bible college together, unintentionally, we got married, and uh, I worked for a company for 19 years in the secular workforce, and then did a master's at Penn State, mm -hmm. and uh, by way of an English camp, a short-term trip, we were called to Black Forest Academy by the kids from the school that attended Joe Mellon's English camp in Chambéry, France. And uh, so we showed up in 95, did various number of jobs. Yes. Deb taught art, taught first grade. I started in eighth grade and kept on doing different things, but taught Bible the entire time, which is my passion. And now we get to do it at Blauenhof all the time. <laughs> Morning, noon, and night. Um, I'm going to let Deb talk for a minute while I figure out what else I want to say. Okay. All right, after following that. Okay. But we are, I just want to say we are thrilled to be back in Condern. Uh, this is home to us in so many ways. We have so many good memories from here, so many good friends. Uh, i to try not to cry. Uh, but... Pause for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so no. for the last 11 years, I've been a missions pastor at a pretty big church, and I've learned a number of things on that side and how missions is changing, support raising, support maintenance, and how important that is. Uh, and then in those 11 years, we've been back to BFA six times, three of those times leading teams to work with the ICEC conference, and Rich Peachy would always, come on, come on, you need to come back, you need to come back. And uh, so we said, well, we'll, tell, we'll come back and we'll give you a short period of time, maybe one year. He said, well, I put you at the bottom of the list. You're our last resort. I was in Senegal teaching some pastors in February. He sent us an email and he says, okay, last resort, we need you. <laughs> and the church got right behind us, you know, 100% of our monthly support from, yeah. our, now I haven't, I'm in charge of the missions budget. <laughs> so that helped. <laughs> 
senior pastor said, find it in your budget and you've got it covered. So we got it covered yeah. and we're back. Yeah, good, we're good. Yeah, God has showed us in so many ways, I can't even begin to tell you, that he wants us to be here. So we are just looking forward to the adventure because before we subbed in the dorms and we absolutely loved it, but we were more like grandparents and now we're the parents. So that's a whole different ball game. So you can just, if you think of us, keep us in prayer. We are getting up there in age and hope we have the energy and the stamina to do this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you get to look like me, people start saying, when are you going to retire? And it's like, there's one more thing I want to do before I retire. I still got it in me, and while we got it in, in us, we're here. Thanks. Good morning. Uh, I'm Trey, and this is Randy. We're the Israels. It gets confusing sometimes. I get called Trey. I get no, called, he gets called Randy I get called quite Randy a, lot, a bit. So. But that's okay. We answer to both. <laughs> Uh, we are so happy to be here. Uh, we're Texans. <laughs> and uh, we have three wonderful children uh, who have all gone, come to this school and have been blessed by BFA. And Randy's going to tell you a little bit more about how that got us here. Yeah, when we started our missions training in um, 2010, we were at orientation in Richmond, Virginia, and a family talked to us about what are you going to do with your kids for school? And saying yes to go to Serbia was an easy yes, but when these other missionaries started talking to us about what was going to be best for our kids in high school, the thought of sending our 14-year-old off to boarding school was, that was a way harder yes, when we felt like that's what God was asking us to do. Go to Serbia, yeah, we're in. Give up my kid at 14? <laughs> I don't know, God. That was a whole different level of counting the cost. And um, we were like, okay, maybe junior or senior year. And we talked to a family who had had their kids at RVA, and they were like, just pray about it. Don't be closed to sooner. Every family is different. Every kid is different. But don't rob your kid who maybe needs the social and the academic earlier. And I was like, okay, I'm not ready to pray about that yet. <laughs> and um, Connor's seventh grade year, we started to see that he just had a greater need for, um, for social and academic support and stimulation. And um, so we started hearing about BFA, and I came, I talked to Sean and Shelly Blackston, and I'm like, okay, so Shelly, like, tell me for reals, like, what's the bad side? And she was like, Randy, it's a school. There's good and there's bad, but it's not any different than any other school. She was like, you just have to pray about what's best for your kids. She said, I would have said we would have never left our kids, sent our kids to boarding school, but now then that we live in Condren and we know BFA, if God called us someplace else, we would leave our kids there without a doubt. And um, so we came for a visit almost exactly eight years ago, and Connor fell in love with it. He was still only starting eighth grade, but he wanted to stay. Can I just stay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to stay. We used to call even after we left him. We would call and say, Connor, we miss you. And he would say, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and God just planted the seed in our heart of what a special place this is. And um, through the years, I've heard a legacy of Rich and Lynn Peachy's name mentioned many times. They would send us messages about, you know, just so you know, um, we always need dorm parents. And that email came several times over the last seven years. And um, in January, God brought us here, we thought, for a few weeks. And then it turned into maybe we can stay for a couple of months to help. And then 
Gavin called us into his office for what we thought was a, hey, let me get to know the people who are volunteering in the school, but it was a little more than that. <laughs> and um, uh, our buddy Jesse Frank was a big piece of God um, actually giving us the yes to come here. And um, he came up and hugged us, like maybe the second week we were here visiting, gave us a big hug. And he was like, oh, I'm so glad y'all are here. It was during the, like, the middle of church service. And he said, I just want to say, if God asks you to do something, don't be scared to say yes. And, and I remember Jesse walked away, and I love him so much. And I thought, I love Jesse Frank. He's such a quirky dude, honestly. Like, that's the phrase that went through my head. What does that mean? And then three weeks later, when we're sitting in Gavin's office, and he talks about, would you pray about this? Jesse, like the picture of Jesse in my head and that comment. And um, this is just a place where people are led by the Lord. Even that comment that Jesse made to us that morning. And um, it's been really cool to see the way God has led us here. Um, I've way overtaken my turn of our six minutes, so Trey might have something to add. We look forward to getting to know all of you okay. and, and working closely together and being one school accomplishing this goal that God's called us to. Mm -hmm. Thank you. My name's Megan Padroni, and I'm here as an RA in MAUG, um, adding to the staff team, really excited. <laughs> um, but how I got here um, is kind of like Corey's. I don't think it's like anything super exciting. Um, I have family friends that have been here in Condren for, I think, like eight years now. Their kids are day students. Um, so when I was in high school, BFA was a name that I heard thrown around, but I didn't really know what it was about. Um, except that it was a school and they spoke English because my friends <laughs> that speak English were going here. Um, but last summer I, I went home and I decided to intern at my church for the summer. I was going into my senior year of college and was really trying to discern what God had for me next. In particular, I was trying to discern if what he had for me was to go home and become the children's pastor at my church or at least start that process. Um, and through that time, I found that that was not what was next for me. Um, I, I found a really important distinction for me, which was that I want to professionally work with children later down the road, but I want to do ministry with youth, um, which was hard for me to pull out. I had lots of people in my life telling me that it's great with kids and I need to do ministry with kids, hence why I should be the children's pastor at my church. Um, and I've attended my church my whole life, and so saying no to that was actually really hard. Um, and in that time, my friends that attend school here, their mom posted a video about an RA at BFA. And I saw it, and I was like, that's lovely for someone. It's so good. And the next day, it came up at the top of my Facebook feed again, and I watched it again, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's fun. I like that. Um, and so I, I started looking at BFA's website and really looking through what an RA is and what they do. Um, and I kind of spent some time looking at my heart and realized that God had really placed community living in the center of my desire for ministry and my life. So here I am, like a yearish later, and I'm really excited to be here. So yeah. Hi, um, I'm Tessa Sidner, and I'm going to be the ELL learning teacher with Ivy, somewhere in there. Um, and my story of how I came here is also a bit of how God taught me not to plan. 
Um, I'm an MK from Austria. My dad is American, my mom is German, so I have two passport countries. Um, but I grew up in Austria until I was 15 and then France until I was 18. So I think that experience just really shaped me into wanting to plan, wanting to know what's next, wanting to have security. Um, so I knew when I was 12 I was going to go to college in the States. After college I was going to find a white picket fence home and settle there for the next 50 years and teach at a university. So I would have to get my PhD. So that was the plan and that was what I started. Um, and I went to college for four years, that worked out. I um, planned in college to go to Korea for a gap year to teach English and that worked out. And then I planned to go to seminary because what I'm interested in is literature and theology. And that worked out. But then in seminary, God kind of um, had other ideas. And so he really used my last, the last two years in seminary. I went to Gordon-Conwell in Boston and he used those years there to teach me that I should really be asking what is God's plan, not what is my plan. And just through conversations, through professors, through prayer, through amazing friends and church community, I started asking these questions like, okay, Lord, wait a minute, these are the plans I had made. Are these actually your plans too? And he said, no. <laughs> um, so then I knew, okay, well, PhD is not in the future right now, what then? And I did not know for the first time in my life, I did not know what was gonna be next. So last summer, that was that time, and I went to Athens to do refugee ministry for six weeks. Um, and during that time, my parents do refugee ministry, so I grew up with that. And when I was there in Athens, I also thought, well, this is great, I guess. Maybe God wants me to do refu refugee ministry, because that's what my dad does. Um, but I very clearly felt after those six weeks, refugee ministry was not what God was calling me to, but he was calling me to teach, because I'd been teaching the refugees, and the teaching was really what kind of struck a chord in my heart. So I kept praying, kept you know, seeking conversations, seeking counsel. Um, Gordon Conwell is great for that, if anybody ever is looking for a seminary. Um, and so God just kept putting things on my heart through conversations, through talking about my childhood as an MK, um, kind of bringing back those memories of, yeah, it was kind of tough to grow up as an MK and as a TCK. Um, so maybe there's something there, like maybe I could use my experience to make a difference in other MK's lives. So just through prayer, um, God put BFA on my heart and I applied and I was accepted. And I kind of applied thinking, okay, I'll do whatever they need me to do. And then they told me that they need me to teach ELL. I was like, affirmation, because I have an ESL license. I taught in Korea, so I have you know, some knowledge of Asian cultures, which some, a lot of our students are from there. So that was just really affirming. And I get to live in Germany now, which is one of my passports, and I've never lived here before too. So just throughout all of this, realizing that when we let God plan, he does a better job than I do. <laughs> That's been really cool. Um, so I'm here now, and we'll see what else he has in plan. So thank you. Uh, okay, so for those of you wondering, my name is pronounced Veronica Gerace. Um, I fully expect to get every imaginable pronunciation of that from here on out, but the best way I have for remembering that is a giraffe race, Jura race, just go with it. <laughs> uh, so I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm the oldest of five girls. I was homeschooled all the way through. Um, I got involved in youth ministry while I was still a youth. I was like 15. Um, and then right out of high school, I did a year-long traveling ministry uh, team for youth ministry in the U.S. Um, and between that and some other things I did during college, I ended up spending about two years living out of a suitcase. Um, and I've been to about 38 or so states and 14 countries now. Um, 
So I went to school at Houghton College up in Western New York. Some of you have done trainings there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Christy. <laughs> and uh, I went to school for business administration. Um, my motives sort of shifted along the way, but I was like, maybe I'll use this for some kind of missions, something eventually. Um, and then I graduated and just kind of got spit out into the world and did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Moved back home, um, and I was kind of lost for a little while, uh, but I got plugged into a new church, and I started going to the young adults group there. And that's where I met my friend Leslie, who, as it turned out, had just started working as a missions coach for Team, who I'm now here with. Uh, so Team um, sounded pretty cool, and I started thinking about it, and like a few months later, I started looking at opportunities online, and I was like, Leslie, I wanna go to Italy. I've always wanted to go to Italy. I'm gonna go to Italy. I'm not in Italy, spoiler alert. Um, but we started the process, we started applying, we started going through the whole application and it was a lot of steps and it was just really difficult and I was still figuring out what I was doing and I was working as a barista, then I picked up a job as a social media assistant and ended up later working at a zoo and it was just, that's another story. Uh, so I ended up feeling like I was supposed to wait and waiting was not something I had done yet. Um, but I did it, and I had some really hard conversations with God, and I ended up having another year and a half of really excellent ministry back home where I needed to be, and I needed to do a whole bunch of things there first. Um, I took a perspectives class with Leslie later, and at the end of the course, I learned about Black Forest Academy, and I applied to be an RA, and now I'm the HR assistant. <laughs> so yes, I'd love to tell you more about everything that happened in between there. You can ask me about my bad knee. Um, Love to grab coffee or ice cream. <laughs> so I never wanted to be a teacher. My mom tried to talk me into it in high school and said, you know, you'd make a great teacher. You're so good at math. You could explain it and people would understand it. And I thought about getting up in front of a classroom full of people on a daily basis and said, no, absolutely not. Ain't gonna happen. So I became an engineer instead. Somewhere along the way, I ended up homeschooling my kids, and I discovered the joy of teaching. I loved the light bulb moments when I'd explain something for maybe the sixth time in a little bit different way, and the eyes would come wide, the big grin would light up the face, and they'd say, oh, now I get it. It was a great job, and then they had the audacity to graduate and go off to college. So I went back to school and got the credentials to go teach high school math. But God didn't have high school in mind for me. I ended up at a community college for about six years, teaching all the math they were supposed to learn in high school and either didn't <laughs> or forgot, because some of my students were older than I was. After six years there, I felt the Lord was leading me somewhere else. I didn't know where, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but it just wasn't where I belonged anymore, even though I loved it there. And um, about that time, Rachel, my daughter, introduced me to the world of international Christian schools. And I started seeing a need for long-term substitute teachers. And so, I signed on with Teach Beyond and said, here I am, use me. And it's been a roller coaster ride with God. 
I call it God's roller coaster. Sometimes the bottom drops out when I expect we're going to be going up. And sometimes we zig when I think we're going to zag. He took me to Bangladesh twice, which was not a place I would have chosen, but it was amazing. And now he's brought me here. And you know, who can say no to BFA? <laughs> Hi, my name is Corey Emlett, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Can't tell. And um, the story of how God brought BFA, or how God brought BFA to my story really isn't that exciting. Uh, <laughs> it was through a college assignment I had my senior year. Our professor required us all to uh, turn in, or to apply to like X amount of jobs for graduation. And there, during the time my university was hosting, which was Spring Arbor University, was hosting an international job fair. And I didn't really want to go, but our professor made us, so I went around to the booths to be nice, really. Um, and then I eventually got to a booth that said Black Forest Academy, and there I met Aaron Fung, and he told me about BFA and about the RA position, and I applied, finished the assignment for the class, then had my interview, then got offered the job, and then now I'm here. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's like how God brought BFA into my story. Um, but I, what I really want to focus on is the backstory to my BFA story. And what that really started with was at a time and point where I very much wanted a normal job and a normal paycheck and a normal life and therefore said I would never do missions. And what happened next isn't really anything extraordinary. It's simply a story of God doing what he does best in grabbing a uh, very broken and very stubborn heart <laughs> and transforming it over time to be more like him and to have a desire to grow closer to him and to be obedient to him. And so eventually, I finally got, to, got me to a point where my never to missions became my surrender to missions. And it was at that point shortly after is when he brought BFA into that story. And then everything afterward has simply been me trusting him and trying to be an obedient and him providing and being faithful. And now I'm here, and I'm very thankful and humbled to be here. And that's it. <laughs> um, my name is Meredith Blair. And I will be the fourth grade teacher at CSK. Um, and I'm originally from Silver Spring, Maryland. And I went to university at Cedarville University in Ohio. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's actually there that I guess my BFA story starts. Um, when I was a sophomore at Cedarville, I had just switched my major from nursing to education. And I heard about the opportunity to do my student teaching overseas. Um, and I was totally down for that. And so at the beginning of the second semester of my senior year of college in January 2016, um, I found myself on a plane headed for Budapest, Hungary, um, where I completed my four-month student teaching requirement. And I absolutely fell in love with the school and what they were doing there. Um, and so at the end of my four months, I knew I was going to return. Um, but I decided to go back to college to graduate first. Um, and then after that, um, I had my first year of teaching in Columbus, Ohio, teaching fourth grade, and I started to raise support and spent the last two years um, in Budapest, Hungary, teaching and serving at the International Christian School Budapest. Um, and at the end of my two-year commitment, I kind of felt like the Lord had completed what he wanted me to do in Hungary, and so I decided um, that I was going to stop trying to be a missionary, and I was going to try to get a job that would pay me. Um, 
didn't work out. <laughs> so um, at the beginning of May, as like a last ditch effort, I applied to BFA. <laughs> um, and by the beginning of June, they had offered me a position teaching fourth grade, and I accepted. Um, and so I guess it's kind of interesting to hear all the stories from the past couple days of how many of us necessarily didn't plan on this. <laughs> and I find that actually really inspiring because I feel like that just is such a huge testament to what the Lord is doing um, and how he just defies expectations and what makes sense. And so I'm really excited to see what the Lord has in store for me here. So thank you. Hi. Um, I'm trying to think of the first time I heard about BFA, and I think it was 1975. My sister was given her dorm um, assignment, and it was a girl from Rift Valley Academy, Kenya. And so she went to school thinking she was going to get an African as a roommate, and she got a TCK. And they ended up being a part of our family, and I grew up hearing all about these uh, mission schools meant nothing to me, but missions was very exciting to me. And uh, so then fast forward, um, I've been outside of the U.S. since 89, and part of it married, part of it not. Anyway, now it's time for my son to start high school, and he's chosen an online school. It looks great. Everything's good. And something said, make sure that you've covered all your bases, so I said, let's go visit this BFA, because when this school gets hard, because it will, I don't want you to say, oh, I wish I was in another school. Could I be somewhere else? And he says, okay, I'll go, but I am not going to BFA. And I said, that's perfect. I don't want you to go, but I want you to experience what you, I want you to know what you're saying no to, so that when the online stuff gets boring or hard, you press through. Um, within 24 hours of visiting, um, Roger Higby was his shadow. Um, he says, oh, Mom, can I, like, go now? <laughs> and it was a bit late. Anyway, as you know, my son is Garrett Mishmerheisen. He graduated um, a year ago. Um, and that's where, I guess, our tight story with BFA began. And then, like the Israels, I didn't know this was planning, but... Um, here we are for a year I, in the midst, well, I guess learning more about BFA, I discovered Discovery, and I thought, you know, I have a kid who could benefit from that. And in the course of that, I've ended up receiving training for that, and who knew that it could be used here as well. So I'm looking forward for this, this year as well. Thanks. Hello, I'm Paige. I'm from California, um, born and raised. Um, my journey to BFA really began with my journey with a heart for missionary kids, and that began with uh, my church in California was very big on to missions. We had, uh, as a church, supported 40 or 50 missionaries at any point in time. And um, one of the missionary families had a daughter named Hannah who became very close friends of mine. She was a missionary kid in Pakistan. Her parents were surgeons there, and she attended boarding school there, and I became her furlough friend. That when she came home on furlough, I was her friend, and then she'd leave for three years and come back, and I was her furlough friend. Um, and when we were about 12, her boarding school got attacked by terrorists, and they came home for a year to process through some of that. And I had always been her friend, and I knew she disappeared for three years, but when she came back and had experienced that, that's when I realized, wow, her life is very different than my life. So that 
put in me a curiosity about missionary kids, of how is their life different than mine? How did, how is it a good thing? When they went back to Pakistan and she went back to that boarding school, I was like, how can your parents do that to you? You could have died. And so, yeah, just very curious about all of that. So I spent the next few years um, kind of researching missionary kids. Any missionary kid I met, I picked their brain and asked them all the questions, leading to my senior year of college where I actually did my uh, senior thesis on missionary kids and interviewed about 40 TCKs. Um, I was like, I've been doing this for like eight years now. I'm not making an assignment out of it. <laughs> so um, that's, I, I was very curious about missionary kids, but I always thought of missionaries as Bible translators, pastors, and doctors, none of which I was interested in. So I was like, well, missions is great. Missionary kids are important, but I'm not cut out for that. Um, and then around my sophomore year of high, uh, college, I was talking to a missionary at my church, and they just emphasized the need for missionary care for their kids. And so that's when I was like, oh, I can, that's something I'm interested in. At the time, I was uh, going to college to become a teacher, an elementary school teacher. So I um, finished school for elementary with a plan to work with missionary kids. And then um, as part of my grad school, I had the opportunity to go student teach in Tanzania at Haven of Peace Academy. So I was there for a short stint, and that was like to test the waters if living overseas was a good fit for me. And I absolutely loved it. But state of California law, I had to go back and teach in California for at least two years. So I went back to California to teach for two years, hoping uh, one day to return to the mission field. And um, But when I went back to California, I actually taught high school, so I now have three credentials. So God made it clear that I was going to go on the mission field starting this year, but I prayed over, okay, God, am I going to be an elementary school teacher, a high school te English teacher, or a high school social studies teacher? Because I can do any of it. And he's like, none of it. You're going to be in res life. <laughs> so um, that came about through a series of conversations. I went I'm through the mission agency Teach Beyond, so I went on their website, began looking around at what res life looks like overseas, and I had heard about BFA before, um, but I'd gone to Africa, so I was looking at Africa, and God just kept bringing BFA up into my life to the point that he physically brought Art and Becky Melly <laughs> to uh, the town I was living at, which with a population of 300 people, so what are the odds? Um, and so just lots of confirmations in that eventually leading me here. Hi, I'm Dawn. Um, I'm from Ohio. Uh, I really think God started writing my BFA story um, the summer of my junior year of college. I had an opportunity to go to India for a month and um, just join a missionary family there. And um, I learned a lot about just the family and um, missionary kid side of things. Um, there was a daughter there that was in middle school at the time, and her schooling options weren't the greatest. Um, she was super outgoing and super smart, but she had a really hard time at school. And so I remember one day sending her off to school, and her mom just looked at me with tears in her eyes, and she's like, how could God be blessing our ministry so much, but um, we can't take care of our own daughter? And I left that trip really thinking, man, God, if anything, you really gave me a heart for seeing that side of things. You don't necessarily think of that when you go on a trip. And so... Um, fast forward, I graduated from Liberty um, a couple years later, and um, I thought for sure I'd go right overseas, but God sent me back home in Ohio. I was able to take care of my grandma in the last couple years before she died, and um, I got to teach at the school that um, I grew up in, and then also I got to establish a really good sending church where 
they had missionaries come home on home assignment and they were talking about BFA and so um, I loved that their description of BFA was our children are in a place where they're loved and that we can do our ministry really well. I was like, I think that's really needed. And I thought of um, India and that experience God gave me. So, so yeah, fast forward, I applied last June and started support raising in January. And I know just like all of us, God's been faithful every step of the way. So um, thankful to keep walking in that. I'm CJ Miller. Uh, I'm one of the RAs here at Black Forest Academy at the Blauenhof dorm, uh, and this is my first year at BFA. Um, I'm from Arkansas, grew up in Norfolk, a um, little bitty town of like 300 people, uh, went to college in Jonesboro at ASU Jonesboro. I, uh, my first experience with working with MKs and families um, was at a conference in Thailand. Um, and that's when I first really learned that I loved working with uh, missionary families and MKs um, and serving them because I feel like they don't get served enough. Um, so I remember thinking after I had that month um, of service, I remember thinking, wow, I really love this. Um, and if I could do this in a full-time capacity, I would definitely do that. Uh, but I didn't know things like Teach Beyond existed. I didn't know that there were places like BFA that served missionary families and, and specifically catered towards MKs. Um, until I met my friend Mary Kate. Um, she serves uh, with Teach Beyond and just finished her first year uh, working at a school similar to BFA um, as a secondary English teacher. Um, and when I first heard about it, I wasn't really interested. I was like, yeah, that's a great opportunity. You should do that. I'm proud of you. Um, but about a year after that, this past May, um, God had just kind of told me, you know, you know you're called into ministry. You know you're called into missions. Why aren't you doing this yet? Um, and so I thought, well, this is the time. Um, I've always wanted to do ministry and missions, and I've been wanting to live abroad. Um, so why am I waiting? So uh, I got online in May and looked at positions with Teach Beyond, um, and up came Black Forest Academy. And basically it was, you know, we're in desperate need of male resident assistants. Um, and so I thought, well, I get to work with MKs and serve missionary families. I get to do discipleship with young high school guys, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, I said, this is not a coincidence. Um, so I sent in an inquiry and they said, wow, we're so happy. We've been waiting six, seven months and praying for somebody to apply for this position. Um, and nobody's done that yet. You're the first one. So uh, I didn't think that was a coincidence either because I don't think that we serve a God of coincidences. Um, and so that was May, and I was off to Chicago and Houghton, New York for orientations uh, a couple weeks later, and here I am just about eight weeks later at 91% funding and committed to two years here in Kandern, Germany. If you've listened to this podcast and you support one of the people that you just heard, I just want to give you a heartfelt thank you from all of us here at BFA for making it possible for these people to come and fulfill the call the Lord's placed on their lives. You have been an agent of God's provision, and we are extremely, extremely grateful. We're so happy that we have these new staff members here with us, and we look forward to doing ministry together. Not just together with our new colleagues, but together with you. You're a part of this ministry as well. In fact, it wouldn't even be able to continue without you. So, 
We really appreciate it. And again, thank you. couple of things I want to say right now. Number one, you know where to find us, communications at bfacademy.de. If you have a question, a comment, an idea, an insight, please write to us. Um, let us know that you're listening. We love getting feedback, and um, it's only going to help us be able to deliver the content that you want to listen to. So I want to give a shout out real quick to all of the new staff. Um, you guys are monopolizing this episode, so why not just continue to just let you guys know how appreciative we are of you guys being here. So thank you so much for obeying the Lord's call and putting forth the effort to get yourselves over here. Um, I, for one, am very excited to continue to get to know all of you and just look forward to what the Lord has in store for this year. Love you guys already. And hope you're all settling in well and um, just pray blessings over you. I know it's hard transitioning over here to Germany, but you can do it. Um, it'll feel like home here pretty soon. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, looking forward to the next couple of episodes. We've got some great content coming up for you. And, yeah, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>